I went on a road trip to the south. You were you were exploring abandoned buildings from, from judging from your Instagram feed. Yeah. Oh, someone said on my Instagram feed I look like I did the whole trip by myself and went into all these abandoned places. I was actually with five people. That would have been the baller move to have gotten by yourself, right? Yeah. No, is it that a, would have is been it like a, a factor <laughs> thing. Are, are you trying to? Are you like going in like trying to freak yourself out? No, I mean, I, I'm long past the point where I'm creeped out by abandoned buildings, you know, because I've just been doing it for so long. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We went, we flew into New Orleans, and then we drove through a whole bunch of states. We drove right through that storm that killed a bunch of people. That was exciting. And, and then just went to abandoned theaters and hotels and, you know, a bunch of stuff. Have you done the, all the New York ones already? There's a lot of hospitals that I've done around New York. Um but not all of them. There's a whole lot on the East Coast and not a whole lot on the West Coast, so yeah. that's kind of new for me. As did, did I said, t- as if I just moved here. <laughs> did you do the, the Typhoid Mary one on, uh, was that Brother Island? Uh, no, North Brother Island. Because yeah. you can't get to that one that. unless you kayak. And if you kayak, there's a really strong current. And so supposedly it's very difficult. And the Coast Guard patrols because Rikers is right there. <laughs> but if anyone has a boat and would like to <laughs> a small boat take me out you? there, yeah. So how, like how did this go. how did this how did this come about? Well, I've been I've been exploring abandoned places since I was in high school. Maybe we used to go uh, out to this place called Skaggs Island in um, Northern California. It was this whole military base that was abandoned, and then we just play paintball or just kind of run around like uh, what whatever teenagers do. No good. They never do any good. Uh, and then I like there's some stuff in my hometown I would explore, but I you know you don't photograph stuff when you're a teenager and then i came over here and started doing hospitals and started photographing it and then the last year when i quit comics i basically just have been doing that for a year is this is are you working on a project are you just doing it for shits and giggles at this point uh i guess just for shits and giggles i'm gonna keep threatening threatening (laughs) i'm gonna start a blog uh to start a blog and then i don't do it but i'm going to I have nothing to back that up. <laughs> it's, it seems like an easy enough thing to do, right? Just no, it's not. No, because I have great follow through with going to these places and yeah. planning these trips. And then I have really bad internet follow through. I go home and I upload a photo to Instagram and I'm like, I did it. You've got every single video online right now. I don't understand why you can't connect those dots. <laughs> is, is it, is it, is it like, is it, is it the, the, the That was context? a little condescending. Well, I'm just saying like you essentially have a blog. What on my Instagram yeah. feed? That's that, that's that's like three quarters of the way to a blog. That's true. Well, because I want to do, I want to write about the history of these places. Like I started writing about the Baker Hotel, which is this place in Texas. It's this like massive hotel in this really small town. It just dwarfs the whole town. And it turns out there's all this history to Mineral Wells, Texas, about the mineral water and uh, them selling things called crazy crystals. And the whole town was just built up on this mineral water fad and all these and they you know it was like a spa Snake place oil, sort of yeah and this was when they um they thought the sun was a cure-all so they had these like infrared sunbeds where you just go and basically sit in a cancer room cancer pod? yeah and uh it, I, it, like i just got really into the history of researching you know that and um different spa treatments and then all the people in the town and how it all fell apart and so it took me like a week to write one blog post and that's why i don't have a blog i mean because 
you ha- you 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 basically get the entire history of a town based on a single building. It sounds like yeah, because I have no self control. I like look into one thing and then it cascades into the, all this other stuff. I don't even think anyone's going to care. Anyone, people just want to look at photos, and then I'm like, hmm, well, here's the history of this town from 1850 till now. I don't think anyone. <laughs> well, I'm sure a very small select amount of people who live in that town probably care, but yeah, they know that story already. Maybe yeah, yeah. nerds, nerds might care. So how do you how do you how do you research these things? A lot of googling, really. Uh, there's a whole community of explorers who, I guess, just trade information. I, I'm not really part of that community. I guess there's a lot of forums and everything, and just it sounds. You haven't filled out the paperwork. <laughs> I have not come up with my cool screen name. Uh, it's just, it's the problem with like that community, and then like the comics community say is that. Comics nerds, they're nerds, you know, but these Explorer people are just, like, they're beyond nerds. They're teenagers who, like, want to talk shit about cops, and I don't know. I like cops. I'm glad they're there, and they're just doing their job, and I'm not going to sit around a forum and be like, and then I ran away from this cop, and it was so cool, although I do have a good story about getting caught at Six Flags in New Orleans, but, um, so I haven't really joined that community, but I have friends who are in it, and then they kind of get information, and then I get information from them. That was a really exciting answer. I just you, gave you were you. like, you, were you like so turned off by the the comics nerds that you don't want to enter into another world like that this soon? No, I'm just lazy. Like it's a whole internet thing. I'm not good at, at the internet. Tell me your Six Flags story. That's got to be more interesting than not filling out the, the paperwork story. Uh, that one involves paperwork too. So okay, I the first what we would do on this road trip is we would uh, we had a big black van that we were all driving around. All dry, as if we were driving separate vans. Cut that part out. That doesn't even make any sense. One van, one van we were driving. One van, one driver. <laughs> and the night before, we would go and case the place that we were going to go to the next day, which means we would do a drive-by and two of us would hop out and sort of run in a, around the building and see which way we could get in. And since I'm the smallest person, I always have to go and figure out how to, like if I'm going to like slide through a sewer grate kind of or climb up a wall and get into a little window. So I usually go in first and then find a way to get everybody else in. And for Six Flags, we the only thing we had to do was go the night before. And two of us went in to see if we could all but you can't. This is can, can complicated. I just back you up though. Yeah. So Six Flags, it's an active amusement park that no, you're breaking Six into. No, Six Flags in New Orleans is has been abandoned since Katrina. They it flooded and they just walked away from the place. It's out in the middle of nowhere. There's a one kind of ghetto neighborhood nearby, and then there's nothing, and you can't go in together. You have to drop people off and then kind of circle around with the car, and security circles around as well. So it's a little bit tricky. So two of us went in. We kind of you know scoped it out, and then the next morning um, we all came back. A couple of us got dropped off. We ran in, and while. The first thing you see is uh, the bumper car area, and I was photographing the bumper cars, and the two people I was with uh, walked ahead of me, so we were no longer together, and we all have this plan that if you get caught by security, you have to pretend either you're alone or if they know you're with people that you just met those people the night before at a bar or something, you don't know who they are, and you don't have their contact information. Do you ever pretend like you're a ghost? No, don't be ridiculous. I'm a a grown-up. I've not thought of that. Um, so yeah, basically you just, you take the hit for everybody else. Uh, so this security guy rolled up on me 
And I was standing in the bumper car area, and he was super pissed off, and he was talking about how he was going to arrest me because I shouldn't be there. And he said, he was like, where are the other two? I saw you guys run in. And so I said I didn't know them again. And he was like, well, we're going to drive along and look for them. So I was walking with him along the side of his car, and I and he was uh, radioing for the other. They can't arrest you. They have to radio a cop in to arrest you. So he was radioing in for the cop, and, and I was kind of talking to him and trying to – I was being really apologetic. I was like, I know I'm not supposed to be here, but I came from New York to photograph it and – you know, I'm not doing graffiti. I came into or, New York to break into your. your I came from New York, yeah, to <laughs> the, to illegally break into this place, and that was your one your one brush with the law, as far as breaking into buildings. No, we actually almost got sealed inside of the Baker Hotel a week later. We were had broken in through a sewer grate, and while we were in there, they uh, they came and they were actively sealing up all of the entrances and exits of windows with power tools. And they'd put the grate back on that we had gotten through, and it was a whole thing where we barely got out. But so I'm, I'm gonna like I, I'm wondering how you break into a building through a sewer grate. I've just I've not done it before. There was so there's a long sewer, and then there's a little tiny opening on the side. And so I went through that opening, and then I was able to go underneath the sewer and push up. And then they put a uh, like a metal pole and then pried it off because it was rusty. Does that make sense? This is. It's an active sewer? No, it just it okay. drops down into a dry thing that then drops down to the basement. So so if if I if I asked you what you've been doing since you'd quit comics, it, this is pretty much the answer? Yes. Okay. So so let's <laughs> let's back up to when you quit comics and, and and let me just ask you why you quit comics. Uh, you had you had some books come out? I did. You had I a successful f- following online. <laughs> like how it's all past tense. Well, I mean, at the time that it happened. Yeah, no, I finished my last book, which was uh, The Infinite Weight, and I was I finished it in July, and I'm all, I'm going to take a week off. And then that week turned into months, and then the months turned into a year. So laziness is, is the answer? No, because I'm more active than I've ever been. Like, I'm doing a lot more stuff. I just... I don't know. This is a hard question for me to answer, because yeah. I don't want to say that I'm not into comics, but I'm not into comics. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I... I just don't care anymore. Yeah. So I mean, you, I, I imagine like you must be thinking differently. I mean, just in terms of like the way you you you, you kind of perceive the world when you walk around. Because I imagine at one point when you were actively doing this and trying to like you know to get fodder for your strip, you were thinking of what 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 could turn into a comic. Yeah, sure. I kept a little notebook where I would write stuff down. You know, and I'd be like, oh, I'll put this in a comic and this in a comic. I don't think like that anymore at all. I say, unfortunately, I say all the best stuff now and I never (laughs) write it down. And I'm like, I'm hilarious and no one's going to know about it. As opposed to before when I was constantly thinking about that. So I suppose all the best material is actually happening and I'm not using any of it. So like people out there who are hoping that these stories of you breaking into places will someday make it into a comic. Yeah, there's that story. There's also a story uh, that happened <laughs> last December that involves me kind of crashing a car in the jungle in Puerto Rico that everyone's like, oh, you should do a story about that because that's a, that's a good one. But I, that, like I'm saying, all this stuff is happening and I'm not doing anything with it as opposed to my comics where nothing fucking happens and that's what I make a comic about. It doesn't tell make any sense. Tell me about the time that you crashed a car in a jungle <laughs> in Puerto Rico. Uh, so I was dating this guy... Last year, who um, I'm not going to get into that whole history. Let's just say we were yeah. very different. He worked in politics. 
I'm a cartoonist. Uh, he was. You were a little bit rock and roll. He was a little bit country. Oh, gross. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, he, he was from this um, like a very wealthy East Coast family, and I'm, you know, like a welfare kid from California. How do you, it was, meet, how do you meet a guy like that? Uh, through mutual friends, I guess. Uh, anyways, we were dating. It was uh, the, not a good match, except we got along really well. So I was, it was my second serious relationship, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. So I met his parents. It was this whole thing. Uh, then we went to Puerto Rico for Christmas, my birthday, and sort of New Year's. We were coming back on New Year's. And <laughs> while we were in Puerto Rico, he decided to tell me on my 30th birthday that he'd been cheating on me and was breaking up with me. And I was I was just kind of like, well, like, fuck this. We still have a couple days left, so I'm just going to take the car and go off-roading in the jungle because I've been doing that all week. And then it just happened to be that day where I didn't see this giant ditch, and I drove the Jeep over what I thought was brambles, and I it tanked it into this huge ditch, and I was hitting the gas and going backward and forward. And as I was didn't what I didn't see was that there was a fence underneath the ditch, and also I'd, like, slammed the side of the car into this tree that had fallen and just kind of wedged it in there. But as I was hitting the gas, I was and going forward and backward, I was wrapping barbed wire around the tires. And <laughs> and also, the doors had locked and wouldn't unlock, so it was almost, it had reared up and gone almost on its side and then, like, slammed back down, and somehow that locked the doors permanently. So I had to crawl out of a how, window. How sure were you that you were going to die? Blech. Yeah, no? Ah, come on. Right. Um... <laughs> Actually, looking back, though, I was like, yeah, it's not. Anyways, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. So She's a big fan of the podcast. (laughs) She doesn't even know what the internet is. This is the only one she didn't listen to. She doesn't listen to any of them. Anyways, I'm standing out there in the middle of the jungle, and I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Um, Then my cell phone didn't work, of course, so I was just standing. I don't even know how long I was standing out there, and I... Like, I lost my fucking mind. I was standing outside of the car, and I was thinking about what had just happened, which mm-hmm. was the morning, you know, where a person I was totally in love with was like, yeah. whoa, I don't love you, and I'm also led to fucking someone else. Wrapping yeah. wire around the tire. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just sitting there, and I was just, and I was just like, this is hilarious. This is a hilarious situation to be in. Uh, I finally got rescued by some tourists who were also off-roading, and then we went and got uh, a tow truck. And the tow truck guy and I had to then sort of dig the car out of the barbed wire and I got all cut up by the barbed wire on my arm and then later I didn't have a tetanus shot, I got infected. It was this whole long story and that's why I have like a horrible mm. scar right there which you can't see on the radio. It's a pretty sweet scar. If I was 13, I'm sure I'd be really into it. <laughs> but any, so, so I, yeah, I crashed the Jeep. The thing was is I had dropped him off at the, we were at Vieques, which was an island off of Puerto Rico, and I had dropped him off at the airport where you ride the 10-seater plane back to the main island that day. And so I, you know, I was able to finally get to the small airport after this whole kerfuffle of running around the island and getting the car out and paying, and it was a whole thing. And I, and I walked into this airport and then I was just covered in blood, <laughs> like covered in dirt, covered in blood. And my hair was like sticking up all over. And I just dropped my suitcase and started laughing <laughs> really hard because I was like, this is a, a very hilarious and peculiar situation I'm in. And he was just like, oh, 
what's going on right now? And then we had about eight hours worth of a layover waiting in the airport <laughs> with me in that in that state. Yeah. So that's the Puerto Rico story, so, the so, short version. So, so you know, I, I mean, you're you're the reasoning behind you quitting comics was just kind of that you weren't doing comics, but it seems like something that you could potentially fall back on, or at least, you know, if you do have a good story, draw a comic of it, right? Or are you so, are you just so far removed from that world now? Um, I feel like I'll work with that material someday, but the the thing with working on comics is you write a book and then you draw a book, which is bananas. Mm -hmm. That's just so time consuming. And the drawing part takes, you know, 16 hour days for however long you're working on it, which is a really shitty way to live your life. You know, not going out and not interacting with other people. And I'm just over that part of it. Yeah. Like I've, I've turned this corner where I enjoy the company of others. Of other people. Yeah. (laughs) Without, without alcohol too. I mean, that seems like a particularly difficult corner to turn. Yeah. No, it's actually easier that way. Is it really? It's easier to enjoy the company of other people without liquor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because I'm hopefully I'm like 90% less of a jackass (laughs) now. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's more interesting, I guess. I'm more intrigued by people, and before I just used to be like, yeah. nah, fuck them. I hate everybody. I mean, is it, 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 it wasn't hard at all for you to, to just stop doing that? I mean, it, it, at least from the perspective of, like, having something that people liked reading? and Sure, yeah. It's like, it, in a... I'm going to I'm going to use this term very loosely, but it's like yeah, being very privileged and having a some modicum of fame and then just being like fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. Which is basically what I did. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like it, it's what happened. Yeah. But that's I mean, I I just got to this point in my life where I was like what makes me happy and what doesn't. You derive no pleasure from from comics? Not the way I was doing it. I mean, yeah. I love comics, I loved making comics, but I just sort of wanted something else i mean there's a, I there's a, there's a way to to engage in comics and to do comics that isn't necessarily drawing them for 16 hours a day right i mean you were doing a strip on on the okay no you while. could do it in a healthy manner yeah but i don't know how to but do you're that you're not able to do no, anything i don't know how that. to do anything in moderation yeah, i'm either doing it all the time or i'm not doing it at all yeah, yeah. What, what so what do you like you know you're not you're not making money from 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 the abandoned hospitals what do you what do you how are you living in new york I really wish I could be like, well, I'm a prostitute. <laughs> um, well, I run like the Etsy store, and it's got some shit on it. So, so like selling <laughs> like selling like jewelry on because Etsy. I just is like made it a totally like, a weird, crazy face at you. Um, that's the face that people make when they tell people that they right. run an Etsy I, store. Well, it's it's a source of shame. I don't have any money. I'm like barely yeah. making it month by month, and I'm coming up to a point where. Uh, something's gonna have to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I might get kicked out of my apartment soon because it's a whole. Yeah, it's a whole thing with the uh, trouble. We're in trouble with the inspectors in the city for having me live in an illegal basement unit, and then mm-hmm. half of me is like, "Yeah, kick me out. That would be amazing." Because then I would have to do something. Sure. I mean, you've got couches that you could stay on for a while, right? I'm in my 30s. I do not sleep on couches anymore. Well, so I mean, you know, you have a you have a background waiting tables. Is that a thing that you would you would go back to? No. No. I mean, but that's definitely a stopgap, right? I mean, that's a thing that at least you could get a job doing immediately. Yes, I'm very good at waiting tables. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I've just gotten to this point where that sort of job would like, I, no, drive I, me crazy. I get that. Like, like you know, and, and like of all the high-stress jobs I've had in my life, like I've never had 
stress nightmares like I did when I was doing food service. Yeah. I used to just wake up in the middle of the night and like I would be like counting money in the register or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or you've completely run out of ketchup and everybody <laughs> wants ketchup and that's just like what your entire dream is. Yeah. I'm getting PTSD just talking yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I worked at a Trader Joe's for a long time so I had weird free range organic nightmares for, <laughs> for a long time but so yeah. you know i mean I, I you 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 must you must be thinking of like what what that next move is right i just <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna get you there on, on this on this show that's why we called you into this space really, i know i didn't realize it would be yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is i just had this conversation for an hour with my therapist today yeah. and i couldn't come up with an answer well here's what i was thinking because because you know you would um you you did you did the other podcast in the same basement a while ago, and then you went and wrote a book about all the jobs that you had. I did, and that podcast was the inspiration for so that I'm entire section that, of like, the story. You think the book is going to come out of this? Not this a book, is not or good at material. least like a, a waitressing <laughs> job. We could get you a nice waitressing job out of this. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, no. No. I don't. I, this I don't, this I mean, question like, is the you worst. Can, you can write. You can write. You know, you can. I can write. I could say yes to some of the uh, TV writing things that I've turned down. I suppose. Yeah, you had you had some you had some offers, right? Yeah, I had a Sony offer to start the process of making my books into a TV show, but then I pulled the plug on that at the eleventh hour. But I mean, you're you're in a much better place now than you were when that was happening, aren't you? Yeah, I really have my shit together. No, I now. mean like <laughs> mentally. You know, I mean like from at least being able to like. To, to complete a project. Yeah, and I could handle the failure of that, which we know is probably what's going to happen when you go into that industry. Sure, I mean, that's especially comics pitches, right? That's like yeah, exactly. It's, that. you know, 99% chance you're going to fail it. And I could handle that at this point because I don't really, I'm not attached to the material anymore. Really? It's still your yeah. life, but you're just far away enough from the books at this point? Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I guess I've I've gone through I've had enough experiences that I haven't written about that I feel like it's fine letting go of those ones. Mm-hmm. So I just you know what the thing is, is I just don't give a shit about anything anymore is what it comes down to. Yeah. Like I just don't care what happens to these kinds of things. I don't care if people like it. I don't care. I mean that's kind of a good know. place to be in in a certain respect, right? Of just being able to just work on shit and not care if it <laughs> if it fails. Yeah, I mean it's it's not this most financially. Sure. Uh, stable choice, but I, I don't know. I just got to this point where I was like, I just don't really, yeah. I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. Um, I don't care if I'm nothing I'm working on has this great financial end to it. But and I mean, that's like fine. doing a working on a TV show, like having a TV show made from a thing that you wrote. I mean, that's a pretty there's that's a pretty exciting perspective, right? Yeah, and it's something I might look into in the next yeah. few years. But that, yeah, at that time, I just wasn't ready for it. I still, I still cared about things back then. Not to say I don't care. About you just said you don't care about anything, and you're, you're beyond caring. About uh, oh, you know when I also said that was when I was sixteen, and I used to do a lot of Viking, and I was yeah. like writing poems in my notebook, and I was like, you know what, I just don't yeah. care about anything anymore. Like, that was my, that was my jam. Was saying that, <laughs> but it was in a different context sure. back then. Uh, on the count of the fact that I cared so much when yeah. I was 16, you know, but, and I cared what people thought about me. I cared about whether or not what I was doing would lead to something. But then I, I turned 30 and I was like, nothing leads to anything. And I don't really care about what people think. So I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I didn't want to make a TV show. So, so when you, when you, when you stop 
when you stopped making comics, was was the decision to just completely remove yourself from that world? I mean, and, and everything it entails, you know, going to shows and... No, that wasn't the conscious decision I made. It just, that's how it, it unfolded. I hope Annie's not listening to this. She's going to be like, God damn it, why did I publish that book? <laughs> Was that was was that a good was that a good book to go out on? I mean, I think so. It's the yeah. only book I made that I like. Really? Yeah. The other ones I just don't. What, what's the difference? Uh, uh, I put effort into <laughs> it. I tried. guess. Yeah. That's the main difference. No, it really is. Yeah. Like the other books, I didn't try. I would just make a comic and then you know scan it in and forget about it, and I wouldn't pre-write. I wouldn't think about anything. And that one, I sat down and actually sort of wrote a script and I thought about it and. So I, yeah, I, I worked, I guess. That's why I liked it. Did you run out of stories to tell at that point? Were you just done? <laughs> I mean, I do. Because you, you, went, you went pretty far back for that one. Yeah, but not, I mean, no, I certainly did not run out of stories to tell. Yeah. I'm, I'm full of sure. delightful stories, Clearly. Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I feel like uh, for me, part of making comics was that I needed someone to listen to me, I guess, because I was living this really isolated life for so long, and I and I was like, I have something to say. It might not be anything, but I just want someone to hear it. And then I stopped living a really isolated. This is this got real serious real fast. Um, I stopped living that lifestyle, and I started talking to people with my mouth and being out because in of public. Comics, though, and, right? I mean, is is that what is that what made you social at the time? No, it's quitting drinking is what. Oh, okay facilitated that whole thing um and i yeah and i just turned a corner where i could actually talk to people in real life and then tell people these stories in real life or talk about what i was going through and i wasn't living this you know very insular one person life where i was the captain of everything so i kind of lost the the need to tell those stories on paper i guess it's 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 interesting that you say that the drinking made you less social i mean that's little counterintuitive right well for the normal person drinking is a social lubricant yeah. you know you go out you have a couple of drinks and it's you know it's fun and yeah. you, you're suddenly the, the funniest person at the bar but then you you take it a step further for so long you stop going out you don't ever have one drink and become a funny person you have <laughs> like 20 and then you're the worst person yeah and once you cross that bridge you can't go back so you just keep going like that until you're like you've got no friends and you're sitting in your apartment all by yourself. I mean, you constantly. always, you always. I mean, as long as I've known you, you've always had friends, though. If you've had a, a kind of a, a close circle of people. Yeah, uh, I front very well, or I used to. I mean, I would. Yeah, I had a couple of very close friends, yeah. and there's the whole comics community. And there's but, and they're still ar- around. I mean, you haven't. It seems like you haven't <laughs> driven them away too. No, nah, they stuck around. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, that, that when I was living that life, what I would do is I would go to conventions and appear very social and yeah. appear to have a lot of friends. And then the rest of the year, okay, you know, I wasn't really doing anything. Because that, that's a that's a thing that like people outside of comics don't know. Especially, I mean, there's a lot of shows where it's like in the hotel where it's just like you're you're just immersed in people for 24 hours a day. Yeah, and if photos of that go online, it looks like you're doing shit with your life. You're yeah. like, look at all my friends and I'm doing stuff. Yeah. And like, I'm very good at making my life look awesome. When it's not, so so you just you just one day you just kind of woke up and are like this is not this is not working like drinking is not working. Oh no! I mean, it took a long time. It took me years to yeah. to finally 
do it, but I mean, yeah, it wasn't working for a long time. I did not expect to be talking about this. <laughs> should, we, should, we, should we back up a couple of steps? Uh, sure. I know, yeah. We, we'll, 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 Is there? We can, I mean, you have, you look like you have more questions you want to ask. No, me no, I, I I'm totally totally derailed off the topic. I was just I was just kind of fascinated. I mean, do do you, do you mind like going further down that road, or is that like? No, I seem, just again, I, you seem to be in a pretty good place now. Yeah, no, it caught me off guard. Um, yeah. I have this. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, talk cause, sh- like because because you know this is and and this is something I, I always wonder but like people you know people who've like made a name for themselves doing autobiographical stuff that's the, the assumption is that like you're willing to talk about anything right I mean that that you must you you kind of put yourself in that place where people probably come up to you and just assume that like they can discuss anything with you yeah that's true and I don't blame them that's my fault for being like here's parts of my life that here's, are here personal. are the most embarrassing things I've ever done distilled into three strips yeah and of course I don't ex- I mean I think it's ridiculous when people who make comics like that get offended by that or are kind of just like oh my fans I hate them it's like I did that like what well, of course are people are gonna react that way um, but then there are some things that I that I don't put in the comics and I'll put in a very, like, quickly, like, in, in The Infinite Weight, I, like, it takes me maybe five pages to address the drinking problem that that extended for ten years. So it's kind of, it's sort of difficult to um, to approach it from that. Like, people are coming in with the five pages, you know, like, that's what they know. They don't know ten years. And that just went in because you needed context to tell another story? I don't remember even how I put it in that book. It's, I mean, it was, sounds like you weren't like going out of your way to write about that. No, I definitely didn't. Oh, I was I was mentioning it in the context of um, all the different jobs I had had because mm-hmm. when I became a cartoonist, started working from home is when the drinking got really bad, um, and when I was a restaurant worker in my teens. So I, I set it up that way so there wasn't there was a personal element to those stories, and I wasn't just like now I'm a waitress, now I'm a bartender. Like I wanted a personal element in it, and that's what was going on at that point. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that must have been a tough decision to included in there right i mean they're probably you probably could have skirted around that if you really wanted to yeah well i feel i did skirt around it because i didn't really address how um serious an issue it was for me like it was like a like it consumed my entire life so just to put it in five pages and then move on really quickly is very misleading yeah um so for me it felt like i was just like oh casually mentioning it and then moving on I mean, it's a, it's it's a hard thing to make funny too. I I assume oh, alcoholism that, is hilarious. I mean, it can be. <laughs> it, you know, I mean, I, it's been made funny before, right? I mean, it's like, isn't that isn't that the whole cliche that like the most tragic things are yeah. the funniest? Yeah, because you have to find something to balance it out. Yeah. Um, but you and I, you, you know, weren't, you weren't that far away from it at that point. No, definitely not. But I like I. It's like the Puerto Rico story where I recognize what's happening is funny. Yeah. While it's happening, either that or I'm crazy. I'm starting to realize that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a, you know, I'm it's having a, the inappropriate reaction to yeah. things. But I mean, it's a, it's a you know, it's a five five hour ordeal versus a however many year ordeal. It's easier to, to that's make true. Light of one five day. hours versus ten years yeah. is a whole different. Yeah. I almost had a whole different bag of beans. I don't think that's a. <laughs> The hill of bags. It's another hill. It's another hill of bags. Is that? It's. <laughs> I mean, it was. You know, is it? And this, it kind of brings up an interesting point. I'm wondering if, like, if, if doing comedy strips is. I'm sorry. This I just realized this is a really stupid question. It's a really shitty question. But is it a way of working through things? 
That's not a stupid question. That's exactly what it is. Okay. It was a hacky question. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes those are the most appropriate sure. ones. Yeah, sure. That, like I said, it was a way for me to, to do something and to deal with an issue I was going through. And then when I was done dealing with that issue, I guess I was kind of just done with comics. So 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 once once you're healthy, then you don't need to do comics anymore. Is that? I mean, that, that no. actually because now that I'm thinking, I was just reading an Ivan Brunetti book, and like that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> comics is the yeah. process of people working through their baggage. Yeah, and it, it kind of is. It's I'm having a whole lot of feelings right now over here. <laughs> I'm not really sure how to put them all together. Yeah. Um. Because it's some, I mean, people can work on comics in a healthy manner. You know, we know tons of cartoonists. Yeah, sure. They're normal, relatively. Yeah, not normal for cartoonists, but normal for everybody else, right? <laughs> um, some people can. Let's put, let's let's, put uh, the most socially awkward people we can into a hotel for two days and see what oh happens. Oh, God. It's SPX. like it's a reality show. It's the worst reality show in the yeah. world. Um yeah, the way I did it was not healthy. I don't think the way Ivor Bernetti does it maybe is all that healthy, depending on... I, he seems great now, but... um, Yeah, so it was more... It was very t- much tied up in my lifestyle in the way I was dealing with things. And I'm not saying now that I'm a healthy person, I'm going to quit comics. It's just I'm not going to work on them the way I used to work on them, so now I have to find a new way to work on them. Okay, so, I mean, it sounds like they're not entirely out of the equation. No, I mean, I'd like to... I did a whole book that I never published, and I'd like to have someone maybe redraw it, and I could rewrite a lot of it. Is that autobiographical, too? Yeah, but <laughs> I have no money to pay someone to draw I, something. There's people out there, right? There's some... some Who some draw a 300-page graphic a, SVA novel? SVA students waiting to... No, fuck that, because the, then they're going to be like, I'm going to use a, like a brush pen sure. for this part. Sure. And I'm like, no, you, just, you can use a, mar- like a <laughs> micron, it doesn't matter. So, no art students. All right, there you have it. Uh, that was uh, was Julia Works. Um, uh, you know, obviously, we we uh, we want uh, Julia to start making comics again, but but I gotta say, it, it is it is uh, it's kind of refreshing having somebody on the show who doesn't uh, doesn't actually have anything to, to plug at the moment. Even even if I did spend um, half the conversation trying to figure out. Uh, Trying to figure out what uh, what Julia was gonna do with her life next. Um, I know. I feel like that's a potential direction for the show, helping people uh, match up with, with future careers, doing some doing some counseling through uh, through R I Y L. Uh, if you uh, you can you can check out Julia's work at uh, FartParty.org. Um, again, probably uh, probably won't be updated for a while. Uh, you can also follow her on Twitter. Um, Instagram. She's got the Instagram. I think she's Captain Scraps over there, so you can uh, check out some some, uh, some some of the photos of the places that uh, that we talked about. Some some abandoned mine shafts in the swamps of Dagobah and other things that uh, Julie's been checking out. Uh, want to uh, obviously want to thank her for uh, for. for for trudging through the heat and uh, recording uh, recording with us in Queens, uh, big thanks to uh, to James for uh, for lending us his, uh, his his creepy Queens basement to record that conversation. Um, uh, thanks, Brian, as always for editing this. Thanks to you, as always, for listening to this. Uh, if you like what you heard, please please rate us on iTunes. We got we have two ratings now, so you could still uh, you could still get in the top three. 
Uh, and uh, you can follow us on Tumblr. It's riylcast.tumblr.com. Uh, send us an email if you have any questions or suggestions or things like that. It's uh, riylcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to Boing Boing. Thanks to Mark for uh, helping us host this. And uh, we, uh, we've got we've got a couple more uh, couple more interviews lined up. Uh, Douglas Rushkoff will be coming up next week. We spoke to him uh, a few weeks back. Very, uh, very fascinating conversation with him. As always, uh, spoke to uh, another cartoonist, Ellen Forney. That's coming up. Uh, got uh, interviews with, uh, with with Scott Ackerman coming up in the near future as well. So stick around because in the very near future, we'll have another episode of R.I.Y.L. <laughs>